Hello, welcome to the New York Rangers podcast, brought to you in partnership with Inside the Rink. I am your host, Jacob Berkowitz, and I'm alongside my co-host, Shragi. Shragi, how's it going? Awesome. Awesome. How you doing, Jacob? I'm doing great. So episode one, here we go. Yeah, this is uh, very exciting. Finally, we could actually get really into it. Um, and uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to talk about, especially with this uh, Ranger season, starting off one way, now we're a oh, different way. It's been way. a total roller coaster. Absolutely different. Total roller coaster. That's that's the right way to put it. I mean, we started off the season with like a terrible start. Um, you know what I mean? But uh, coming into the season, I think our thoughts uh, were probably a little different. I, I, in my mind, I found it to be, uh, I did not expect a lot, meaning I didn't even expect a playoff run possibly. Um, I don't know if you, I don't know if you would think that way. I mean, so basically the whole thing was, is right. Drury said in the beginning of the off season, the mandate wasn't to make the playoffs. And now we're all saying, no, it is. That was kind of the plan of the rebuild. So we're all, I was going to season saying, yeah, the mandate is to make the playoffs. Not making the playoffs would be a failure. Now, given the additions, they shored up the depth. They traded Butch Nevich for pennies on the dollar. Like that's an understatement. Um, that was a brutal trade. Goudreau, they signed, which I like the signing. I, I didn't like the signing. His 3.6 was ridiculous, but I like the player. And so if like these two things could be right at the same time. Goudreau's playing exactly why he was here. It's just like, you know, he's being overpaid to do it, which maybe is not worth it. Like uh, people don't shouldn't be upset at his performance because that's he's doing exactly what he's doing. He managed Rury that, you know, he signed him for that much um, because people think it's one and the same, which it's very confusing to me. Um but yeah, overall, the the, the constructive of this uh, construction of this team was built different. It, it, it looked like a you know a winning um, attitude team. If that makes sense, like with Galan, I like I love the Galan signing. I thought he was perfect, um, and I I thought going into season, you know, maybe they could get, they could they could definitely get into this. Like I was thinking, like a wild card spot. That's what I was thinking. I don't think they're getting in because their division is a nightmare. I, I thought that, you know, they, they would get into a wild card spot and that would be a success. And now uh, I'm not so sure if a wild card spot would be a success anymore. Right. I mean, he was Gallant in a sense, in my mind, was like um, he was a total new idea, meaning we had David Quinn. And I think most of us that like saw that this was not going anywhere. Um, this was going to be temporary. And once we lost Olivinho and and we couldn't win with him, and we had to now find our our, our someone to build our future, and they announced Gallant as the coach. I remember my first reaction was, "Who is this guy? Um, what, what what's he what's he bringing to our table? What's he gonna bring to this team that David Quinn didn't that w- would change this team around? The Rangers needed a, really a new start. You know, they've gone ten years, they made the playoffs all ten years, didn't go anywhere." made it to the cup a couple of times, couldn't win anything. And they really need like a new face. They have now um, Kako and Lafarnier and, and Dryden Hunt and all these rookies that they now have in their lineups. Um, and as Is Dryden Hunt well, a rookie? What? Dryden Hunt's a rookie? Dryden Hunt's in his first couple of years. Okay. Yeah. No, so yeah, you could, you could consider like, yeah, he's probably played like 16 games here, 13 games here. I, I know he played with Florida. I don't think he played that much though. Right, right. It's true. Um, Dryden Hunt, in a sense, uh, he's somewhat of a work, rookie. I mean, he's 
he's only 26 years old. So like the weirdest thing with me is right. Like all these winning teams, right. They always find uh, these Goudreaux, you say like Pittsburgh, it was Benino capitals. It was Lars Eller um, Tampa. It was, it wasn't only Goudreau. It was a mix of Coleman uh, and uh, Yanni Gord. Well, Yanni Gord was drafted, but like the point is like the, the depth, that key depth. And it, it was very confusing that like, um, Drury found that next guy because the point is you have to find the next guy, not sign the previous guy because you need the cap space. And all those guys previously, all the teams previously found that cap that found the guy before he was expensive. So Drury did both. He signed uh, Boudreaux to an expensive contract, but then he found Hunt, which seems like he can be one of those next guys, right? Um, which is very very weird. Um. I mean, I, I don't know how happy I am on the second line. Listen, it's working right now, so I'm, I'll keep my mouth shut. But I don't think it's the long-term situation. I don't know. I think, I think look, Gallant started off with the Golden Knights, and he brought them to two successful seasons. And in 2018, right, he brought them to the Cup. And you know what? He was very impressive. Compared to a lot of coaches, when you start off – you know, as a coach on a team, you really need like, you need to really create a certain idea of what you want to accomplish. And he was right away able to do it with a team that really was just putting it together. You're not exactly, you know, right. This team, you don't have a basis. You're taking a bunch of players, putting them on. It was literally called the team of misfits. Exactly. It's a misfit. And he brought them to, a to, to deepen the playoffs that, that shows that he has a, a view. He has a way of getting through to the players. When we start off a season, I think any fan wants to feel like, you know, right away, oh, my team's gonna get, is gonna do amazing. I don't think fans have the right view on that. You really have to give patience to your team, especially with a team like the Rangers, who really was not in that type of idea when you come into this season, where you're not expecting a deep run. You're no. expecting. Maybe I can make a wild card spot. In my view, I didn't even think a wild card spot's happening. I thought in my mind, you know, we'd have an okay season. We'd see a lot of um, push from our rookies. We'd see maybe maybe suddenly Kaku would look amazing. You know, I, I was thinking like a thirty goal score. Like you know, I'm just, in a, in my mind, I was expecting more of that than to expect them to make the playoffs and to right. um and to make a deep run. Um, Gallant, in my mind, was like, okay, this guy could ha- had a team that is uh uh bunch of misfits let's see him put it together with the rangers and you know after those first couple games and and the beginning of the season they won some good games they lost some terrible games um but they you know they won some very impressive games at the beginning of that season which just showed that they might have potential but on the other hand there was a lot of problems i think me and you could could find in what they did in that first in that first month or two you know, they, they lost to, they, they lost to some teams that, you know, we really should have won, but they beat the Maple Leafs. They beat, you know, the, they beat. Well, so the let's, Predators. let's go over that. Like the first part of the, like, I know this kind of the quarter mark or almost, but like, let's go over that first part. Like a lot of people were like, you're so negative. Uh, whoever posts like, oh, like this team isn't good. Even though we were like, what, like 10, three and two, like, oh, you're so negative. You're, you're looking at everything like in a, a cup half empty, like, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't working. And, and we were like, no, but the record doesn't reflect on how they were actually playing. They're playing terrible. The only reason why they're this way 
is because of Shesterkin, who's playing like a Vesna caliber goaltender, and Adam Fox, who's having another Norris-like season. So I, it was very, it did not look good in the beginning. It looked like the wheels were going to come off the bus, and this thing was going to get nasty quick. Yeah, and and I actually was thinking in my mind, and I think um, Jacob, I told you this off air. Um, I think I told you that this coming month, at least coming up, is is the one that's going to make a difference. But we don't think it's going to hold on long. Even even it, we even now, even though we're doing so well now, and, and well now it's a different type of like before we were winning, but like you could tell if Igor, if Shosturkin has one bad night, you're you're done. Um, if and that's and that's, Fox, that's a real problem, right? If Fox, if Fox, you know, takes it down a notch for a couple games, you're done, which I don't believe is possible for him somehow. If <laughs> it, 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 these all these questions will pile up and it's just unsustainable, these type of things never last. And the difference now is Panarin has has weirdly gone out of his weird cold streak. I don't know what was going on in the past. Maybe he was just adjusting to Klon's system. I don't know. But Panarin looks like his own self, maybe even better. And... Well, I'll tell you, in my mind, from what I was thinking, when I see Panarin on the on the ice, uh, I mean... He seems more the... aggressive than last he year. He really seems to try... No, but he seems to, like, give up sometimes where it's really, you should just take it yourself. You know, and tell, you know, Panarin, I don't see him as much, you know, doing these like uh, drives to the net. Like initiating. Well, he's not really that guy. Right. But at the last year, he was more like the scoring guy. You know, he did a lot himself, his shots, his, 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 his scoring. I think this year he's really trying to make everyone a team. And I think Gallant gets a lot of responsibility for making this um, type of idea where you need to play as a team. It doesn't matter. Right. It's now, not as individual players. Right. So between me and you, the Jad at the beginning of the season looked terrible. He, he was, uh, his, um, he's, he's his still got a little, to, he's still got a yeah, little bit yeah. more to go. I, I think mean, it's the hardest for him to really change towards Galan's system because Zabanajad really did a lot of himself. He wasn't exactly this team guy. I mean, also, I think a huge hit was Butch Nevich. I, I think that. I mean, I think you look at the analytics. I, I think it just shows that, like, I, but Chinevich was a huge loss for him. That's why they moved Kako up to his line because uh, they wanted to see, oh, maybe a caliber right winger, he'll become his own self. Um, I'm not sure Kako, I, although Kako's been amazing in that role. I was so against it because I'm like, what are you doing? Kako's doing amazing with the second line. What are you doing? But hey, props to them. They, they knew it would work. And, uh, Look at them now. They're Kako's taking another step. Every single game, he's really taking another step. Um, I'm just trying to think here that, like, w- with these games now, it seems more sustainable. I mean, I don't, I don't think they're going to play this way the whole season, but I, I, I don't know. What, what do you think? Because, like, the five-on-five is much better. The defense is much better. Um, Zabanajad, while the scoring hasn't gotten there, the playmaking is there. Kreider's somehow playing consistently, which is, um, I, 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 there are no words to describe that as. And Panarin and Strom Connection are there. Kako's coming into his own. And then Gauthier, out of nowhere, is taking that spot of play and is showing he's a true NHL player. And Lafreni's oh. feeding off of him. Right. So I'll tell you, 
this idea is of the of the Rangers is actually something that could be very successful. When you have uh, when you have a team that it's not every night where it's like we need to shut down this player. You know, you look at some of these bad teams. Remember when Eichel was on the Sabers? You know, you have to shut down Eichel. You have to make sure he didn't. He wasn't the guy to beat you. Um, when you have that idea where you don't really have um, that one, it's more like you have three or four or you five have depth. people. You, you got the depth. Have depth. People have a harder time defending you. Um, the Rangers have had um, numbers after numbers that could show you this. That whenever they have. Uh, Panarin score game scoring their games. The Banjet scoring their games. They 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 are more likely to win than lose. Well, um, they're actually this year when they're sc- when they score two, I believe they're undefeated. When they score two, they are thirteen zero and three. That is ridiculous. That's that's ridiculous, and and that, that also nuts. shows you their defense. I, I know as a Ranger fan, their defense has been fine. Like the thing is, even in the beginning, yeah. the defense wasn't the problem. It's just if you never ha- are in the offensive zone. And you're 90% in the defensive zone. Of course, your defense is going to make mistakes eventually. They're not perfect. The whole concept is, is be more in the offensive zone than you are in the defensive zone. And then whenever you're in the defensive zone, that's when the defense will pick right. it up. And that's, and that's the real difference from the beginning of the season to now. In the beginning of the season, you saw them more in the defensive zone. They, they scored goals. So, so that allowed them to be in games. And you had, you had guys like Adam Fox and Shesterkin carrying the team. So your best player was Shesterkin, which we don't want that your goalie should be the best player. But look, the Rangers have been surviving on that with Lundqvist. They could survive in that with Shesterkin. But you don't want to be like that. You want yeah, to be you can't win like that. We've already, we've already been through that, that once. We don't need to do that, that again. Years. We don't need to do that again. No. And the Rangers really have have had this idea of of of, of scoring and and playing defense, and that allows you to win more games. Um, not only that, you talk about your depth players and the physicality. The Rangers did not have the physicality; they got out defended in every single game. Not only that, you brought in a guy Ryan Reeves who has twenty eight point three hits per sixty, leads the NHL. Okay? So I was against that in the beginning because. I felt like they were going overboard, but I wasn't really against the trade. I was against the re-signing, like the the, yeah. the extra year. But right. honestly, man, I, I, I'll i take it as it is. I was 100% wrong. This guy has transformed the rock, locker room. Yeah, and, and, he ele- and he brings a physicality that when his line gets up there, he's going to be hitting. He's looking. I, I was by a game. I'm right, you see him looking the over the ice. Looking for like, the guy. Who am I going to kill now? Exactly. And he's also trying to help us. I remember there was a play. Rangers in their own zone, trying to get it out. They're trying to, and the, um, if I, if I think it was the Islanders trying to create a four check, he went on the ice and he was looking for a guy who could have hit to make it my, my player more of a, a space to be able to bring out the puck. He's, he's allowing more space on the ice. He's hitting, and you have guys like Criders, Bandage, Panera. But also, like those guys could like skate a bit taller now. Cause like I know a player when they hit now Panera, they're like, I know if I hit Panera now, I'm going to have to answer to Reeves. Right. And you met, the Rangers had that a little bit with Tanner Glass. He used to be the one. I mean, listen, Tanner Glass is a legend, but yeah, physic- physically and all that, he's not Reeves. No, no, no. No one's Reeves, really. Uh, I mean, this guy's his size. No one's him. Meaning he's a person on the ice, and I would love to see more offense out of him. I think that's a ta- uh, different discussion for a different time. I mean, he's not, uh, not going to give you more than like 15 points. He's not, he's not in a play. He's not the hockey side of it. He's not really. He... He'll, he listen, besides that Islander game, he's not going to give you anything. He belongs on the fourth line for eight minutes a night. And I, I don't know how many 
nights, uh, uh, minutes exactly he gets, but what he's getting right now is just fine. But listen, man, as long as your fourth line is not a liability, and right? And that's they give and that's you actually, what they're giving you now. Exactly, and that's yeah. by the way very important. What you just brought up that fourth line. Um, I give Gallant tons of credit for that line. That line it has been so impressive. I'm going to tell you a stat right now that. Is, I, I don't know if you know this stat, but I found this stat. I was falling off my chair. The Lafarne Heedle uh, Gauthier line has a 67.45% XGF. Now, for those that don't know what that is, that's the expected goal for percentage. It's, it's where we use the shot quality to find out which teams expect to score more goals when a certain player is on the ice by looking at the difference between the expected goals, the XGF, and expected goals against the XGA. Okay, this is the this is how you uh, this is the it tells you which team is getting more chances of scoring, and they have, um, like I just mentioned, sixty seven point forty five, um, and that is first in the NHL. That that third line man is just rolling, like rolling. holy cow, man! I mean, you have a guy in think that line. About it. Like if you're OGA, the opposite, if you're the opposing team. All right. My first thing is I got to deal with Kreider, who's one of the top scores in the NHL, with Zabanejad and Kako. Okay, I did. I okay, I lasted with them. Okay, now what? Okay, now I got to deal with Panarin, Strom, and Hunt, who have been doing amazing. Okay, I dealt with them. Okay, now I got to deal with one of the hottest third lines in the NHL. All right, I dealt with them, and now I got. You see, the whole point is you, you can't by the third line. You're not going to be able to deal with them. It's too much. That's why the Rangers are so efficient right now. They got three right. rolling lines, and the fourth line will kill anything that hits. Absolutely. And, you know, the, it's really – it's not just been these players like Zabanjan and Panarin, Kako, Lafarne. I mean, look at the rookies. This year we, we came into the year saying, Rangers, you had these top picks. You, you took Lafarne. You took, you took, you took Kako. Now, now show us something. Show us that they have potential. Show us it's not a bust. Right. I mean, listen, Lafrenia, even though he hasn't, like, you know, done the dazzling, his forechecking analytics show otherwise that he's doing amazing. Um, I think he's kind of feeding on Gauthier's um, emergence. But, listen, Lafrenia is getting places. And thank God that, like, for that, because that, 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 you're sacrificing your future for then if he's not playing good and your whole team's playing good. Like, I'd still be positive because, man... <laughs> I would be, I got to cut the hold on, hold on. Okay. Uh, man, I, I, uh, I wouldn't like that. But Friday is your future and I get you'd want to win now, but as long as the rookies are doing good and you're having this going on, man, that, that is huge. That is really, really huge. But how impressed have you been by the change of really, I'm, I'm going to bring it from this point of view, from Gallant's effect on Kako and Farnay. It's more of a trust. Like Kako and Gochi have said, like, listen, Kako, like, like went off on Quinn a couple of weeks ago. Like, I don't know any coaches who would bench me after one mistake. Usually you weren't learned from your mistakes. And he's 100% right. And it just shows how bad David Quinn was as a coach. And go on, trusting them, that alone has made them more confident and been able to grow. Like, you look at, oh, Lucas Raymond and, Moritz Cedar are going off the charts. It must be Rangers development or it must be Rangers draft. It's not the drafting. It's the development. It, it, it's, it's that they had to find roles 
And now Kako has a defined role. But Freni has a little less of a defined role, but he has a defined role, though. He, he knows where he is. Um, but they're able to grow within a capacity that, they're, that they haven't been able to, say, last year or the year before. Quinn, Quinn was terrible. It's funny because Quinn was literally, literally came here for development. And he, that's the one thing he was bad at, which is kind of ridiculous. Right. Right. That is true. But I, I still find that um... like if if real Lucas Raymond, right, came in to the New York Rangers this year, you think he'd have uh, I'm sorry, not this year, last year. You think he would have that great rookie season? No, I still don't. I even think if he came this year, he wouldn't. Hello, let me explain right. you something. There's two types. There's, there's there's a lot of different types of players. Lucas Raymond's a scorer. Um, he's scoring. He's 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 um he's 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 showing you that he can make a move on the ice. Um, but if you look at t- players like Kako and Lafarnay, they're doing more than just they're, they're not the scoring p- players right now, and they have more scoring on their team than the well, Red Wings. Kako's become more of a playmaker than like a, a shooter. And no one said that you, you're not allowed to be like that. You know what I mean? Right. You're allowed to play like that. There are players out there who have been amazing at creating plays. You know, I always look at players like, um, like uh, what's his name? Kane on the, on the Blackhawks. He, he, with that team, I, he was a good scorer. You know what I mean? He scored right, a lot. But, but he wasn't known for his scoring. He was known for his playmaking. On the ice. Um, you look at even these famous, famous players. I mean, you don't have uh, to go anywhere far. You could just look at Panarin. Yeah, yeah, Panarin, right, exactly. You have a top ten player in the NF- in the NHL, and you know what? He's not the top scorer in the NHL, but he has you one know? heck of a shot. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I th- I would like to see him use it more. I think that's a t- also a discussion. See, that's also time. another thing. Golan, Golan yeah. hammered him, saying shoot more. He shot more versus Columbus, I think it was, and he scored like two two goals. Right, and you know, I'm really hoping. I'm really, really hoping that between everyone who they've drafted. And if you really look at players on their team who they have drafted, like Keandre Miller has been such an effect. Um, Philip Heedle has been, uh, he, since he's come back, by the way, I'm just saying he's also made, uh, you could see the effect he's made on the team. You, you could see, if you look back at, you know, Igor Shosturkin is one of their products. You know, they let Buchnevich go, but again, he, you knew how good he was and Braden Shea, how good he was and JT Miller, how good he was. You look at their drafting has not been a problem. So I really don't feel like, like I'm going to be upset at, at, the, at the end of the day about Kako and Lafarnier because they have shown me that they could play a game. Right, you, um, see, you see there that there's something to work on, like... The reason why I was so worried in the beginning is Lafreni didn't show any of that at the beginning of this year. He didn't show any of that, like, oh, you know, like, the points will come. That's what we had Kako with last year. But he wouldn't get the points, but you saw the skill. You, you saw something was there. With Lafreni this year, you didn't see that. Now you're seeing that more. It's just, I listen, I know the power play is clicking right now, man. I still am uh, a fan of Lafreni on that top line. Uh, he... You look at first overall picks, um, and how many, how many, how much time they've had on the ice in general, and Lafreniere's like the bottom by the bedrock. And well, well, duh, of course he's not going to develop properly. Like, well, what are you thinking here? But I, I know the power play is clicking right now. I wasn't a fan of it because I believe you needed a left-handed shot on that circle where Strom is. Listen, Strom is doing fine now. There, I, I just don't think. It's the best because, listen, you have Panarin on the left side. So, of course, Strom's going to be fine. 
But like, so even though Shaw miraculously actually hit the open net uh, a couple of days ago, but I, I mean, I, I still don't think that's the best. I don't. I still think Lafreniere would be better off there. I mean, I, I, uh, I like you know, you know, I'm like it. for listeners, not I'm not the biggest Ryan Strom fan. Um, I think I expressed this a bit in the meet and greet. I am not the biggest Ryan Strom fan. However, in the past couple of weeks, he has been growing more on me for that second line. Uh, role it's just do I believe like the whole point right of this constructors of this team is to eventually win a championship so obviously as you heard the Rich Reinstrom extension talks have been you know they've been starting up so the questions I would do personally three years and not more maybe a fourth year I like five million the question is why would Reinstrom do that right like I, right, I, right. I, I think he could get more I don't know. But, maybe Strom. Maybe Strom feels like this is his right. Play. Like maybe you know, it is a possibility he would like it here more. I mean, listen, he gets York, to play with Panarin every York. night. People want to be in New York, right? You know? And people want to be in New York. Like, I mean, Panarin took less money here instead of the Islanders, right? And 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 I I know all Islander fans are very upset about that. <laughs> oh yeah, the Panarin's the exact piece they need. That's exactly the piece that they you know I, I with my my in laws being uh, Islander fans. I can tell you if they if they had if they had a Panarin that 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 team wins last year that you know they they oh, literally of course they missing, do the reason why like I was so shocked about the Islanders uh like like the way they're playing this year like if they had a full roster I don't believe they'd be playing this bad but also like I thought it, it, it they were dangerous this year just because their whole the whole team that knocked them off the past few years was Tampa and Tampa's third line is gone so maybe I right. had a chance. Right, but like regardless, we're getting off track here. But the point is, like with Ryan Strom, right? Like if he's your second line center in the future, maybe then get a stud right uh, ring, right wing. Unless you want Kako to go down there, then you have to get a right wing for Zavanajan. I just believe then you got to get a right winger. There's too many moving pieces here. If you believe Strom's your answer, you got to deal with the right wing. If you believe Strom's not your answer, then you got to get a center. Uh, and it's oh, I, I'm a huge fan of Tomas Hurdle. Although there are people who are saying he doesn't want to move. Um, I don't, I mean, depending on San Jose plays, I believe he does hit the market or maybe at least gets traded in a rental, maybe to Boston. I feel like Boston would be uh, praising about him. I, I, I don't know if Strom's the answer because you're thinking of this playmaking hockey. A lot of this, you know, gets tightened up during the playoffs. And does this type of game, like translate to a playoff style format. That's my question here. Because if it doesn't, I don't care how good you play in the regular season. Then we're just becoming the Toronto Maple Leafs, and God knows we don't want to do that. Like that. Right. That's no, no. We're 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 good. We don't need the Toronto Maple Leafs problems. And, I, and yeah. Even more so that you you realize that when you're looking to make a trade, and especially a Rangers team that has like crafts off and a couple pieces that if you would offer it to a team, they might. Really right, and they have it. the assets. They have, they the, have assets the assets to get whatever they want. Basically. So you really don't want to, but you also don't want to have to find too many players. If you could find even players like on a team that could, um, that could fill a spot, not like, like not a negative on the ice. If a player is not a negative and they are creating something on the team or at least. You need players. then, well, what you need is this. You have to decide where does Kaka belong. Does he belong on the first or second line? He belongs in the second line. Okay, so you need a guy for Zabanajad. Yeah. You got to think of a guy who will fit next to Zabanajad. Yeah. Because this is not just for a right winger. This is to help Zabanajad yeah, because he desperately needs it. And if it's Kaka with Zabanajad, yeah, you need a, then a kind of a four checker type right, right winger. 
It was right. an upgrade over Hunt, which is, yeah. But you, you, the, the Rangers don't have to sit here and think that you need to make a trade. And I'll tell you why. You know, you do want to build for the future, and, but you also don't want to destroy your future. Um, some of these trades can mess you up. You bring in a right winger, you bring in someone, you have to redo the chemistry. Um, they could be right. That's why I don't effect. think they want to mess with it right now. Even That's if right. it was, uh, they're not going to mess with it right now. But they, they will can't. eventually. They have to long term. Right. And, and if you look at former like Ranger coaches and stuff. Um, I mean, listen, I don't, I don't think. Do you think. As good as Gallant. Who would they be playing right now in the playoffs? What? Who would they be playing right now in the playoffs? I don't have the standings with me, but who would they be playing in the playoffs? Well, let's see. They'd be playing Washington or Carolina. Carolina, well, no. Rangers right now. The Rangers right now are second. They are Carolina's second. Third, the right? And Carolina's third. So that means they would be playing as a second seed. They're playing who? They're playing Carolina. Carolina. Okay. That's- how far do you think this team would be able to go right now? There's a seven game series against Carolina. I don't think they get past Carolina. Okay, but how many games? I would say that goes six. Okay, why do they lose? They lose because as much as they score in games, they cannot hold the they cannot score first. So is it meaning what's the problem with the scoring? Is it the four checking? Is the it the problem? Is the is problem is the not being there early. Right, right, right. They they do have the habit of not being there early. Um, which is why I, I feel like they need another right. That don't, I feel like they need another right winger. That I, I feel like who's a four checker around the league as a right winger that that would be a fit then. I, I I'm not looking at guys like I'm not looking at guys like Riley Smith. I don't I don't like those guys. Those guys I I just don't I I don't see any value in that guy. He's a good player. No knock on him. It's just I don't feel like he fits with the mold. I don't feel like he's a massive upgrade. I, I don't feel like there's any gain into that. Who? See, that's the whole point here. So why are the Rangers? That's my point. Like, yes, the Rangers are doing successful now, but like in a playoff format, right, the, constru- the, the, the play is tougher. It, it, it's harder, you know. So, like, they got to get another four-checker. That's why Kreider, I think, will thrive under Golan in the playoffs. But I, I feel like they need another top six player. And the funny thing is they told us they'd get one in the offseason. And not only did they not add one, they, they minus one. And well, I, I'll tell you something weird. And you're, you're going to have to explain this to me. Mm-hmm. I was watching the Sharks-Islanders game. I was at that game. And I was watching Thomas Hurdle. That was like my focus. You know, watch Thomas Hurdle, see what he's got. Um, he didn't play much. He didn't I'm, play much. I, I mean, I can't even tell you what he was doing. I saw him on the ice for two seconds. I mean, the few things you have to probably take into the, the fact is one, he is playing for the Sharks, right? Like, um, by the way, I, I, podcasters don't know this, but me, me and Shaggy spoke about Phil Kessel a couple of weeks ago. I haven't seen matter Shaggy ever since you said he was had only this amount of points. I think he has like nine points in his last six games or something. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, it's something like that. Like, or maybe it was six points in the last nine. Was like, I have like, a couple of players on my list. I think I'm going to start talking about. Right, but like, I I don't know. But listen, Phil Kessel would be such a fun guy to have on this team. I I would love him as personality wise, man. He'd be so much fun. But the reason why I like Tomas Hurdle is he's a fast. I mean, well, the, then you're going actually. I tell you that no, you're going then into the center, right? He's not going to be a winger. He's got to be a center. 
So we're, we're, we're talking right now, right? If Stroman's your answer. So then who's a right winger, right? The reason why I like Thomas Erdo, he's a fast um, center who can make plays. And, you know, I, I feel like that's what we desperately need. And he's definitely an upgrade on Strom. There's no question about that. So I, I, I don't know. I feel like that would be great. But Strom has grown on me in the past couple of weeks. Right. I mean, right. listen, I want to see there's tough opponents. If that chemistry holds up or the playmaking or that little nanosecond of time that they don't have now because it's a little faster, it's a little smaller of a rank, somewhat rise, it, it, it'll affect them. I want to see how it how it affects them. Right? Will they will they I, rise up to the challenge like they did in Boston? Because that to, when I right. saw that, yeah. What do you say? And and just to correct myself, I, when I mean that he when uh, Hurdle did not play a lot, I'm talking about on ice his his quality of play. I'm not discussing actual time. He played 20 minutes. Oh, but, you're playing you're playing the quality. Of, I mean, listen, yeah. like you you just have to look at the Sharks, man. I I, I feel like on any other team he'd thrive. Um, I don't know if that's true. I was he's. You know, analytically, I also listen. Like I'm like really an eye need, testing really guy. Also, the yeah, they're missing speed. They're missing. They are speed. missing speed. Thomas Hurdle. And if speed. you could get yourself a right winger with speed, so who's on the market that has a so that's, that's a fast winger? That's the question. What right wingers are available on the market? I I would think. Also, you have to mind the cap, right? Is it well? Are we talking about a rental or are we talking about long term? Well. Let's look, for example, at um at 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 short term, the Rangers right now. You mean a year? To build up their team for a championship and a championship worthy team in a couple of years. Right now, you need to get to the point where you want players to maybe come play for your team. Um, you well, need they don't to get defensemen, and I think that you're not going to trade for one. You're going to try to sign one in the off season. You already have your solid defensive core. You just need to uh, complete it by getting one more. And you have a questionable center and a need for a white, a right winger. Um, you know, there's, if you want to talk about trade value, I don't know. You have to see who's going to be available. You know, you have players out there who are right wingers who are right now thriving. And I don't think it's going to be easy to go ahead and trade for them. You know, there's, there's so many players mm-hmm. like, like we left, we, le- we let Pavel Buchnevich go, which was, a great player to maybe have in this team, but you look at it like a, um, a really um, struggling team and try to find someone that would be worthy enough to come to this team. And maybe you could get yourself a Patrick Kane for a, a short term. So I don't think like Patrick Kane, right? He, he's signed what, two years left at 10 million. Yeah. So like they would have to retain 50%. I don't think Chicago is going to be willing to do that. And they are, I think they're going to be doing next year, not this year. So the question is this year. So you have two categories, short-term players and long-term. Short-term meaning one year and long-term meaning a year plus. So the year plus players, obviously, you have to buy more of the cap. The rental players, you really don't care about the cap because the Rangers have that in buckets. Um, I, I, I don't know. I really don't know. Can you get it to Foley from the Canadians? With the Canadians? I was actually talking about that with someone. I'm like, hey, maybe Foley might be an answer. It's believed that probably Montreal would want to hold on to, hold on to him because uh, he is kind of like I really, you know, I, I, I feel like they would hold on to him. That's what I was told. Um, I would really like him, though. He does have a reasonable cap at, uh, like, I think 4.5. It is long term, but it's a 4.5. But that, that solidifies then your lineup, right? That's your lineup of the future. Because if you have a 
for like the next, I think, four or five years, that means Strom's your guy. And that means this is the lineup you think is going to win. Now, I don't know if it is. I, I, I have a heart. I don't know. I really don't know. Also, the matter of fact is that I, I see Nemeth getting traded. He's just not been good this year. Uh, they need another guy to solidify that third pair. Listen, they have been better. That reflects on how the Rangers have been playing. The third line has been more stable. The third pairing, excuse me. But I, 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 Nemeth is clearly not the answer. He's become a liability. Uh, they need to fix that. Um, they'll probably will uh, trade deadline, but uh, that's that 2.5 cap for three years. That, that's a bit hard to get rid of, but I think they could be able to do it. Um, it might cost them a bit, but I think they'd be able to do it. Right. Uh, I, uh, the Rangers have pieces, like I mentioned. Right. They do have you- the process. They have Great. pieces to get what they want. Right. Like you're at the market now and you got a pile of gold, man. Like, go at it. The question is, what do you want to go? Right. It, do, would you feel upset if the Rangers don't make a trade? Um, that's an interesting question. Here's the thing. Like, the thing is, like, I'm not going to answer with this. I'll answer that. But the thing is, like, I do believe they will make a trade. Like, I don't see a reality that they don't i mean i'd be flat out shocked i think yorgiev has gone because he clearly is yeah he he wants a starting job i think they want to get rid of him i think they want to bring up another backup you can't that, do that yet though you know with, with just right no 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 it's just gonna be out yeah but well i mean he's only out for another couple uh maybe a week out most um I don't know. I really, really don't know. Do, does this include a Ryan Strom extension, or they still didn't extend it? Let's. I think at the end of the day, they're going to make an extension right. with Strom, even if it's going to be let's say a sign and trade. No, no, no. They'll never do a sign and trade. Either they're tra- either they're signing him. No, Strom will never. No, no, no I'm not saying they're going to do a sign and trade. I'm saying whatever it's good, whatever they're going to do. Yeah, they, I think this extension happens either way. Um, I think there's a mutual want between Strom and the Rangers that they oh, should definitely have is. that first line settled. Well, I, I mean, here's the thing, right? Strom, you're basically then solidifying yourself. You're basically saying Strom is the center, second line center of our Stanley Cup team. Now you got it. You got That's a tough one to swallow. That, that, is it possible? Sure. Is it, is it likely? I'm not so sure. It depends on that chemistry. Can it hold up in the playoffs? And there are times you see in other teams it does, and there are times you see, you know, it doesn't fit the playoff toughness. But you're not um, going to find yourself your championship um, center with through a trade. No, uh, but you don't sign a guy for more than two, three. You don't sign a guy to an extension unless you think he's the answer. That's where the Rangers are right now. They want to make that transition. So you don't go on signing a guy that you think has no business being on your Stanley Cup team. That mm-hmm. that would That would kind of defeat the whole point so if they make no trade you're saying but they extend ryan strome uh i i think i'd be okay because i know in the offseason then they'll address it like because eh, there aren't a lot of crazy right wingers on the market right now um right but so like i'm okay with waiting on that but as long as listen this is also I mean, also, no, then you're saying Nemeth is your third-pairing guy. 
I, I honestly know I, I kind of would be upset if they didn't make any moves. I would absolutely be. Yeah. You know, I would be upset because I, I believe this team still needs some tweaks and um, you got to answer the fat question is Ryan Strom, your second line center on your Stanley cup team. And that's the answer. The Rangers, ha, 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 the Rangers have to answer is they, if he is, you extend him and you find a right winger. If he isn't, you find a second line center. And Tomas Hurdle is right there. Um, yeah, I, I think he's kind of that's the thing. Tomas Hurdle is the only answer as of now because there are, are no lot of sense on the market. So I mean, listen, we'll. Uh... The, the the thing is that in, I don't feel like the Rangers need to push to go ahead and put someone in their lineup that again is going to hurt them. But what's more important, I think, in this. When it comes to the trade deadline, when it comes to that, is to make sure that you're 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 putting positivity on that ice. The Rangers could easily break this entire uh, so-called uh, good luck of being so good um, in these in these first. Right. If, know, it, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I have I had an idea a while ago where the Rangers would simply, if I'm saying this was if they weren't going to do well, was to simply. Um, was to simply use some of their some of their rookies more, um, but at this point where we see that the rookies are doing good enough, I think you don't want to you don't want to overuse them, but you need to put their timing in correctly. And getting back to Gallant for a second, he's really used players better as the season has gone on. There are a couple times I think we decided that. Uh, oh, in the beginning I mean, of the year it was pretty bad. It was bad. Yeah, that, signing on the fourth line that was man that that was killing me. That's a real problem that I think that a lot of people felt at the beginning of the year. Yeah, go on changes that quickly. I, mean, I, I think you realize he made a really bad mistake there. But, um, I mean, I don't even know what his whole point is. I don't even think he knew what his whole point was in doing that. I, I don't even think he knew what he was doing. But, listen, I, I think he's got the ropes on this team now. And I, I think this team is definitely going places. It's def- this team is definitely, you know, ahead of schedule. Um, I, I, I'm just looking, I, I listen, man, that Boston game has such a big imprint on me, that game, they looked like a playoff team that could stick to it. Yes. They didn't have a good first period and they got to stop that habit of coming second period. I don't know if they're watching the Yankee game, uh, not the Yankee game. I don't know if they're watching the giants game or something. I don't know why they would be. Um, but <laughs> I don't think most of us want to watch the Giants. Right. But um... Yeah, listen, man, I, I, I don't know where they are the first period, but if they could, you know, get rid of that habit, this this team, this team could be dangerous. This team could be, you know, I mean, listen, man, if they lose in game seven of the first round, I'm calling that season a success. I, 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 I won't say that. Trust me, I will not say that. Then when we're on here, then I will be screaming. I will be <laughs> going nuts. I'm saying this is total failure. But I, just because of the emotions, but right. it, we, right. overall, you don't want it to be. You don't want it to be where where you get to the playoffs, they get blown out in the first round, and you say to yourself, right. "Okay, so where are you in the playoffs?" Though, no, that's but, not the right. But a guy but, like Strom will help you in that moment because he's a little more experienced than some of these other, you know, young experience. Like, I feel like at the same time, I know it's weird to say because it's kind of like, um, it's overrated and underrated different aspects it's overrated to the point I, I think in some ways it's overrated experience in the playoffs and uh, in some aspects it's underrated uh it's just yeah. a matter of where it is in the playoffs that counts um 
I don't believe Strom's experience in the playoffs matters that much. And I don't even think he has that much experience. Mm-hmm. He, he actually doesn't. He went with the Rangers. Edmonton made that run. I'm not sure if they were. He was not with them then. He was with the Islanders because Everly was still there. He actually wasn't even the play. He was only in the playoffs for that um, qualifying round. He wasn't even in. I could be wow. mistaken. Maybe he was in when Tavares was there when they made that run to the second round. But yeah, listen, man, he's actually, it turns out he doesn't even have a lot of experience in that. Panarin has a bit of experience. The, the only one that has a serious amount of experience is Kreider. Uh, right. Kreider's the only one with a serious amount of experience. I mean, oh, Panarin and Truba, has and Truba. an experience in a different way. I mean, right. Like, I, I, I mean, listen, man, I, I, I just, I, I look at the schedule, man. I'd love them to play like Washington or Carolina right now just to see how this team would stack up against them, but they're not playing them for another two months. Which I, I don't know, man. Gotta well, go like to the schedule for that. Boston one. looked pretty good. They looked oh, they looked amazing versus Boston. I was when Panarin scored that goal, that was amazing, man. Oh man, that was just terrific. Yeah. Um listen, it's not all about skill, it's not all about chemistry. It's about both. There's a medium in everything. And I believe the Rangers have as of right now found that medium. Question is at a later date, is this a long term medium or does there need to be adjustments? And I, yeah, well, we, we, we'll see. We'll see. Listen, man, past two, three weeks, they've transformed this team five on five. Um, our you know worries... what woke them up, though? Hmm. What woke them up is that Calgary 6 nothing game. Right. And then go on after that, literally had a talk with the whole team. Like, literally after that, it's like, listen, man, I don't know what the hell we're doing here. Um, we got to act up. Started acting up. I started shaping up. And yeah, listen, they're playing like a, a, a playoff team right now. And it's terrific. They're beating the easy teams and they're beating the hard teams. It's terrific. Although the face-offs, they gotta, they gotta, they gotta, they gotta well, do yeah, something about that. I, I think that's, 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 that's a major problem. They really have to step up on that, but you know, they have not lost in regulation when they score first. Um, they, they, that's, that's a very, that just shows you also is they've lost that habit of, you know, choking their leads. Right, when they have a lead and they keep, they're very good at keeping it. And by the way, Galante said that time after time. That's um, fully go on. That is a hundred percent go on. Yeah, hundred percent, and and even more so. Um, the um, the Rangers every game look like they're bringing their all. I I mean, against the Islanders at the beginning, they didn't look that great in the first couple of periods. I mean, no, the last two periods, they look like they're bringing their all. Sorry, last two periods. But even also against uh, and and a couple of these other games, they won the game, but like, you know, that you, you know they, that's because they had lead. Like for example, the Rangers four one victory against Philadelphia. At the end there, Philadelphia had more energy, but again, they had the four goal lead, and that's where I always mention. I mention this to like in camp to my campers. I like I mentioned this a million times. If you work hard and you give yourself the space that if you do slack off, you could get back. That is where you know that. You know, you need to do more work. You have to be able to play harder in those last periods, but you need to play hard the entire four, uh, three periods. But if you go ahead in that beginning and you're scoring first and you're, and you're holding your lead, then by the time the end comes, the reason why they are working harder is because they're more desperate. They, you need to have them on their heels. You know, in the, against, the, against the Blackhawks, um, they, 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 uh, just recently, 
I almost got nervous at the end because, you know, they gave up a goal and, and what are they going to do? But they came right back. They played hard. Their defense has been amazing. Their stick handling has been fantastic on defense. I've, I, the, I, I didn't look at the stats, but I'm sure they're up there in shots blocked. They're, they're really putting themselves out there and working hard for Gallant. And I got to give Gallant credit that he did not at first impress me at all in anything. He was, I was like, okay, this team has a lot of faults, but he looks like he's cleaning up. And when you see that they're cleaning up their mistakes, I only have hope for this team that they could do better. And with the upcoming month being a harder month, I'm really hoping that. Yeah. December is a hard month. December is a very hard month. Now they do have a couple of easy games that I thought would be hard, but now seeing how they're doing, like they have Colorado, but that's like about it. No, that's really, that's really it. I mean, I looked at the schedule and went Nashville, Colorado, Montreal, Vegas. Oh boy. But now I'm saying like Chicago doesn't have right. Like the old Rangers, like in the beginning of the year, I'd say, Oh no, Chicago, like any team we play against. I'm like, Oh no, we have a chance of losing now against the bad teams. I'm like, Oh, we're just going to win. It's just a question of how. Like, I've never had that as a Rangers fan in years. And I told you, um, I think it was a couple weeks ago, this month is the downfall of the Rangers. I told you that, right? I told you this is the month of downfall. And you're starting off 3-0. and Yeah, it's it's really good. I remember, I don't think the Rangers have ever been really that great in December, just in general, just in the past. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't know. No, I could be 100% wrong. I just, like, I just always remember being, like, um... Hold on. So Vegas, Colorado, like listen, you're hoping that they, yeah, no, I, I, I think they're definitely, you know, they have the work cut out for them just because like right. it's a, a tough schedule, but you know, I think they're up for the task. I really do. I'm very confident in this team right now. Yeah. And, and for, for, and for the listeners, normally we'll, we'll go through the games and, and really go through the right. details. This was just happened. a more overview because it's the first um, episode. Right. This is, this is more the idea of where they were and now how you feel because you know, you came into the season with a lot of different expectancies and, and, and we right away saw problems that were huge problems. We're not talking about where, you know, you have one player not doing well. We're talking about right. we're constantly problems and we're seeing them being structural up one problems. by one. They're getting more shots off. I still think they're getting up too many shots. They, they I think really- there's, I, I, I want to see like in the next couple of games, but like, I want to see how this five game five offense, is it sustainable? Or are they going to fall back? I think they can sustain it. I think they might fall back a little bit, and Gallant's going to give them a kick in the pants, and they'll get back well, at going it. Going on a six-game winning streak could be good and bad. Right, but listen, habits habits are hard to break. They really are. Yeah. And Gallant is kicking them in the pants every time they keep on slipping, and that I'm loving. Right. I mean, the, like like I was just saying, they, you know, it could be good and bad. Now, of course, everyone's going to say, "What? How could it be? How could a six-game winning streak be bad?" Of course, it's only good. It can be bad because when you have a very when you have a long streak like a six game winning streak and you lose one game, you right away say to yourself, you start overthinking about is our game correct? Are we playing correctly? Um, are we doing the right things? And as a person who always tries to keep a positivity, when I see that from my team after you lose a game and and the players seem to be like a little bit upset about the game and and say yo we got to do better and the next game they come out you see like a lackluster game and you have a back-to-back against Chicago and Colorado that although people might think oh it's only Chicago your next game's Colorado that's a very hard game and right well I don't, do they have McKinnon back yet or no do they have McKinnon no they don't back? they don't they don't I do not think they have McKinnon back but even they still have been playing pretty good yeah they've been playing pretty good and they're a good team they have good coaching um and you're also facing a non um division team I just realized 
Oh my gosh. Wait, we haven't played Colorado yet this year, right? No, no, we have not. I believe this is the first time we're playing Colorado. Do you remember the last time we played Colorado? Mm, no. It was the last game before the COVID outbreak when Butchnevich brought it to overtime. Gosh. Oh, wow. Wow. I just realized that. Holy cow, man. Okay, now there's a different team. We're not facing the same team. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, that's the last time we played Colorado. That was, like, that game after that, you knew, okay, we could go a long time now without hockey. And now this is finally the first time we're playing Colorado again. Wow, wow, wow. That's, that's, wow. Hey, you know, Colorado's a team that I think the Rangers could beat without McKinnon. It's, It's a good team. You have a bunch of players playing very well in that team. Um, but, yeah, you know, you look – not looking into specific games, I look forward and say to myself, I want to see – you know, I know the Rangers are, are not, not like the best team in the NHL. And I know that they have a lot of mistakes that need to be cleaned up. And we're sitting here and being very positive right now about how good they are. Um, but like in the future, guys, I will not be that to, positive. I'm, I'm kind of a – yeah, overview. Like yeah, if I don't they think, win, uh, if Jacob, they I don't a, think you're the, you're the normal person to be sitting here and saying they're a great team no. um, right now. So the matter of that I'm saying it right now just shows how good they're playing. Yeah, it just shows you how well they're playing right now. But I still feel that, you know, I'm like, a, Listen, I, if we started this podcast from the beginning of the season, oh, man, I would have been going on rants. People would be coming back to you saying, Jacob, you know, beginning of the year, you said that uh, they're going to be terrible. It's going to be a horrible year. And. Right. Because I was just, I would say, well, no, it was just not sustainable. That's what 90% of the people um, have arguing them right now. Every person. You can't blame a Ranger fan for feeling like this is all going to go in the garbage. Well, not anymore. I don't feel like it is anymore. It's definitely. No, no, no. I'm saying you can't blame a Ranger fan for feeling that way. I mean, we don't feel like that anymore. We still feel that they really are a legit team. Um, But a different team than they were a month ago. Yeah, it's a different team. And I also feel like you're watching some players really find their place on this team. Exactly. Remember, you need an identity of who you are. Exactly. Um, and I think that's very important. But question to you is, you know, um, which player um, have you found to be the biggest surprise on this team? Uh, since the beginning of the year to now, I mean, your expectancy is coming in, taking all this, everything into I, into your account who is the biggest surprise for you oh it's Gauthier now hands down uh-huh it's uh, Gauthier so definitely definitely up there definitely up there I mean Gauthier in in the league I mean, listen I expect Panarin who... to be Panarin I expect Kreider I don't know Kreider's Gauthier just came out of nowhere man he he's become an NHL player that's fully Gallant full credit to Gallant giving him trust um if, if listen, if David Quinn were still there, Gauthier would end up probably on the waivers or something. Right. Um, it's it's terrific how Galan has transformed this team. The player, the player in my mind, that <laughs> to me, right? Yeah, for you, like who, surprise is actually Sisterkin. Um, how good he has been coming into the year. I was like, okay, Sisterkin, he could be good. He'll be okay, but he's lights out. He's holding a team up that, like, listen, know, he was are, always projected to be an elite goalie. Correct. I just thought, like, coming, yeah, the way he's coming out to be, and and some some people were like, oh my gosh, it is such like a um, uh, it, it is such like a like a weird thing because we had Lundqvist for years and he held us up, right? And now we have Shesterkin. Like, now Shesterkin, like, we can't let like Lundqvist down, like, 
you know, but oh, this man. team, I got to give it Shesterkin as, as my surprise. My disappointment, though, is, is Zibanejad. I, I'd have to agree with you on that one. That is, yeah, he's, he, I mean, you look at him now, he's just trying to fire shots on that. He's just hoping one gets in. I, I don't know what's going on with him, man. I really think that that right winger situation is really hurting him. Um, you notice with Kaka now, he is playing a bit better. I, I just feel like that chemistry with Bajnevich and Kreiner, man, he was loving that. That's why I feel like that right winger situation might the, might seriously need to be addressed soon. Right. Um, I mean, I mean, uh, Zibanejad, when I watch him on the ice recently, I'm talking about the past couple of games, he's looking better. So I'm really going to give him more of a chance. Right. You got to wait. You got to wait. But he is, a, he is the disappointment of this season so far. Yeah. I mean, his playmaking is there, but it's not his goal scoring. It's not there. And now with Kako, the past couple of games, he's been much better. So now right. with a more another couple of games with Kako, you want to see okay where this is going. And and by the way, and by the way, it, it, he's not even the worst. I, he's not like he is my worst disappointment. I think that Nemeth is a waste on this team, though. Like that's the thing. I don't even consider Nemeth a part of this team anymore, man. I don't I, either. Just like, I don't either. He he's not doing good. He's really not. You look at the analytics. I showed you this a couple of weeks ago of what every player looks like with and without him. If you yeah. remember that one. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was he, so bad when they oh were God. with him. They were terrible when they were out him. They were different players. And holy cow, man, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta change up that. You gotta get a new pairing on the bottom line, uh, bottom pair. I know yeah, it's hard. It's a two point five. Go out. What um, happened? Nemeth has to go out. And my question is, if they should bring someone up. I don't think they're comfortable with um, moving anyone in Hartford. Zach Jones is the obvious answer. I right, feel Zach like Jones people, is, is the I feel guy like he deserved a spot out of I, I feel like he was in some camps better than Lundqvist, Lundqvist in, in the in the preseason. I thought he was better than him. Um, well, we watching Lundqvist, he's gonna be a good player. He oh he will be. That's no knock on him. It's just like in the beginning, Zach Jones was definitely doing better. Yeah. And, and there's a, you But know, I feel like Zach Jones will be a training chip. Because yeah, he's their it, number one training chip without trading a first-round prospect. That's why I feel like he's got to be a goner. And well, Nemeth, know... Nemeth might just be as a, like you call it, the take-along player, you know? Right. Just like, Listen, okay, Jones yeah. is going to be good. He's got to be yeah. one good top-forward defenseman, yeah. man. But uh, I, he did that. Yeah. I just don't think there might be room. Yeah. Listen, Lindgren yeah. is a shutdown pair, shutdown defenseman for out of five. And, he, and he's actually, been, he's actually been somewhat pretty good on uh, clutch offense. Right. Lindgren, Lindgren has weirdly taken a step this year um with offense like, like not not goal points but you see like in the offensive zone more like um yeah no listen man I, I love Lindgren Lindgren's a beast and then Miller yeah you don't have room for Jones so Jones will probably be the training chip in any type of package you have and it depends really who I'm getting back because if I'm oh, getting if it's back, a rental I don't see Jones being in it if it's oh no 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 we're thing, talking about if they're talking get about a caliber out. player right right I mean, yeah. All right. So you, you want to. All, All right. right. So, so I think we could end here. off like this. Yeah. And this is and this is really the way we could end off. The Rangers had fantastic um, have have shown us fantastic potential. And we just got to hope that it continues forward. And we need a, We need we need Ranger fans to really show up at those games and give them the energy they need, because uh, we would love to see this continue for a while. I'm agreement. All right, guys, we're going to stop here. Uh, thank you so much, Rocky, for coming out with me. Well, of course. And it's a hey, heck of a first episode. And we'll oh, yeah. see you all next week. <laughs>